This is the podcast for August 13th, 2010. It's not safe for work. Broadcasting from high atop Mount Akwabuda, it's the Professional Left Podcast with Driftglass and Blue Gal. Aquabuda? I know the secret of the Aquabuda. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that was a Man from Uncle episode. The case of the Aquabuda. Oh. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast, everybody. <laughs> Let's well, rock and roll, Blue Gal. We have a whole new, we got a new release. Thank you, Robert Gibbs. Thank you, Robert Gibbs, for our new podcast name. For We're, making that all possible. By the way, those of you listening to us for the first time, I'm Blue Gal. Mm. And been blogging since 2004. I'm Drift Glass. And you've been been blogging blogging. since then too, right? I have been blogging since 2004, yes. Started up as a commenter and then was kicked out of my own. Put on the street. Put on the street. Go go find honest blogging. (laughs) My blog father says to me, typical Irish uh, story. You know, he was working down to the mines. Wait a the minute. Mines all those years. Steve, Steve Gilliard never struck me as Irish. No, no but <laughs> you don't understand. I'm Irish. Therefore, all stories that interest me are I Irish. I see. I see. Yeah. Deep in his heart, Steve loved the Irish. He, he was right. I, that's right, Lass. That's right. I sure God. do appreciate Robert Gibbs giving us our new podcast name. That was really, really nice of him. I don't know what possessed him to lose his fucking mind. I think it was some sort of, you know, half-hearted sister soldier attempt. I'm just stunned. Let's go out of my way to insult the people who put me in the White House. Brilliant. Yeah. That's that was a sweet move. Got to give it to the GOP, man. They yeah. never made that mistake. <laughs> they don't, never do made they? that mistake. Well, that's, that's the amazing thing is, you know, that we we seem to be more interested on the left in being right than being powerful. Have you noticed yeah. that? They have that kind of message discipline that really, you know, you'll only, you only find – You're jealous of it until you realize that it's based on lies. That's the well, thing. Yeah. It's, it's – I have a perverse sort of respect – not respect. That's, that's the wrong word. I have a perverse sort of admiration and respect for the power of that. Right. Right, because the, the, the conservatives listening to Fox News never get a, um inconsistent message where never. you know the president is evil, the current president oh. is evil, and America is being destroyed by the Democrats, etc. They get that message every day very consistently yes. regardless okay. of what's going on. We also have to thank Robert Gibbs for raising the profile of Dennis Kucinich through the roof. Yes, we do. <laughs> You know, I was a supporter. of He was my first choice. Yeah. And, and, a, and a really fine – he was not my first choice, but a really fine choice he would have been. Yeah. And, and, and the idea and, that, that, that the left would take as an insult, some, something yeah, about you, Dennis You won't Kucinich. even be happy if Dennis Kucinich is, happy, is president. And I had so many people email me and say, yes, I would. Yeah, <laughs> I would I'd be, be thrilled. Ecstatic. I'd be fucking thrilled. Are you kidding me? And, and he did kind of lose his mind a little bit at it, Right after New Hampshire and start sure. talking about Ron Paul as his running mate. Yeah. And I think he was just feeling really cash strapped and wanting yeah. wanting that internet power and money raising ability that Ron Paul had. But um so I I dumped him at that point. Yeah. But it's not like he wasn't He was and, single payer, pro peace, anti NAFTA, pro union, what everything that we yeah. say we're for. And it bothers me a lot that progressives give up the ship so early. A lot of them do by not supporting Real the, candidate, the candidate who's going to push for what they want, for what we want. So 
Well, and the the other classic example uh, about whom I learned something new this week from Tom Hartman. So mm-hmm. let's give credit where credit is due. Is Howard Dean? Yeah. You know Howard Dean, who really got you know in the 2004 election got everything right. Yeah. He he had his strategy was running all 50 states and Rahm Emanuel, who eventually you know got all the good jobs but was wrong about pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. Um, wanted to pour money into blue dogs and pour money into centrist corporatists. And, and it was Howard Dean who said, no, run everywhere. You're proud of what you do. Mm-hmm. Run everywhere. Make mm-hmm. them fight uh, for every election. Mm-hmm. Um, Howard Dean, who was he, who came out of, I think he was a four-term governor, balanced his budgets, was a doctor, a gun owner. He's like the perfect pedigree who came out hardcore against the war yeah. and was a really as a really smart, good spokesman. And he's the guy who proved you could raise a jillion dollars overnight. Yeah, in the, on the internet. internet. Yep. yep. And he scared the holy hell out of the people who the, the people who control the media, who decide yeah. in advance that Dennis Kucinich is not electable. Right. Who are um, Democrats? Who are Democrats? Who's a Democrat? Yeah. yeah. And they decide, crazy. you know, a little group of them decide who is electable and who's not, and who smells good and who's not. And it was, I learned this, this is the, the part about I learned this week from Tom Hartman, again, trademark, trademark, because I didn't do this research myself. But there was a group of people called like Americans for Health and Tax Justice or something. I'm sure I'm getting the name of the committee wrong. But they raised, it's one of those little pop-up committees that raised a million dollars, a million dollars like overnight. And they used that money to destroy Howard Dean. Just run slash and burn ads against him. And remember, the only thing that made it on the cable news or the network news is him screaming. Screaming after Iowa, yeah. <laughs> screaming after Iowa in a, in a situation where the, the microphone that of all the 20 different takes you could have chosen is the one microphone that suppressed the crowd noise that made him sound like he was nuts. Yeah. yeah. All he was doing is trying to whip up his base. Which yeah. is what every good politician does. But somebody decided, lots of people decided, they were we have to take him. this yep. guy out. Mm-hmm. And the that committee, which raised a million dollars, the spokesman for that committee was one Robert Gibbs. Wow. And Robert, you know, so you have this cult, this insider corporatist cult. And yeah. Rahm Emanuel is one of them. And Robert Gibbs is one of them. And Tim Geithner is one of them, and Larry Summers is one of them, and they're the people they who surround our president. Yes, they do. They, they do. completely yeah. surround him, and there's a little bit of daylight in there somewhere. So when you know when Barack Obama, who is my president, who I voted for, who I campaigned for, who I'm proud of in a lot of ways, says on you know Monday, "Hold my feet to the fire, progressives." You know, hold me to right. what I tell you. And then his press spokesman, you know, 20 seconds later, goes on and slams us for doing exactly what he told us to do. Right. Right. You know, you know, there's some really bad messaging discipline going on between the people who want to sound progressive and the people who actually are progressive. Yes. And that's yes. that's and, uh, that's and where there's Dennis really no is. way to sugarcoat what Gibbs no. said and and the idea that it's just pundits on TV or it's cable or whatever, because then he went after our issues, which healthcare. Yes. And mm-hmm. and the Pentagon and said we wanted to, you know, destroy the Pentagon, which is a lie. He went after our issues. He made it very specific and very personal mm-hmm. against citizens of this country who comprise the base of the Democratic Party, the people who are who, who got him elected. ordinarily got could him. take for granted, you know, yes. and he yes. pissed us off. But, so. my, you know, they're out there somewhere. You know, I have to believe, you know, based on 18 months of performance so far, Mm -hmm. out there somewhere is some Ben Nelson or some Joe Lieberman whose vote they needed for something. Mm -hmm. So the the deal was, okay, you send Gibbs out to shit all over progressives over something. Have him throw a little tantrum 
and and punch a couple of hippies in the face and that'll make Ben Nelson feel like a man or make, you know, Joe yeah. Lieberman willing to sleep with you one more time. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I'm fucking sick of that. Yep. You know, if you want to attack crazy, off-the-wall, doofusy, silly things, fine. I'm all for that. I'm one of those doofusy, off-the-wall people, so go ahead. Bring it on. But you're, you're exactly right, Blue Gal. He attacked our issues. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, like single-payer, some crazy-ass idea that, you know, only totally. weirdos would ever want. Right. You know, you know, that Canadian health care is somehow an impossible Unattainable, dream. yes, right. No, no, Why is no, it unattainable for us and not the Canadians? Well, Hello? Sarah, Sarah Palin can see a single payer from her house. Her house. <laughs> and the yeah. idea, again, the idea that we want to shut the Pentagon down and get rid of it, no. We'd like to cut about you know a quarter of the defense spending out. Because well, stuff that the Pentagon says they don't need. The center has moved so far to the right that exactly. Nixon would be considered a socialist and Eisenhower would be considered a communist. Exactly. There really are two parties in this country, and they're not mm-hmm. Republican and Democrat. They're inside the Beltway and outside the Beltway. So now you, yes. you know, you see Every that, in the, especially Everything. on you know Chris Matthews all the time. That mm-hmm. you know they'll talk about. Uh, we were talking about Rand Paul and the whole. Did he force a woman to take mm-hmm. a long hit and worship yeah. Aqua Buddha? Aqua Buddha. And yes. and there was this discussion on I. I I'm sure it was Chris Matthews where he said, well, you know, he did a non-denial denial and that really didn't work out too well for him. So then the next day he really wasn't prepared for this and he did such and such and then he did another denial and then he – and it was all about how was he parrying yeah. Yeah. the attack rather than did he really sweet- do this? Yeah, was it, he really it, part of a hazing ritual involving a, an undergraduate female? What exactly are the values of this candidate that he, if he participated in this, find out what happened, do some right. reporting, actual reporting. Yeah, yeah but instead, let's woman. let's analyze his sweet ninja moves. Yeah, exactly. You know? To the and, end of time. Yeah, because that's all that. First of all, that's all they know how to do inside the Beltway. You're exactly right about that. And the media that that keeps that fluffs. Well, they're them part of it. They're going. part of the cocktail circuit, the Georgetown ha- cocktail circuit. And they need two sides. They have to have a cockfight. Yep. Every night of the week. So you have, yep. yeah, you know, you have to bring some palooka into the ring mm-hmm. to fight, fight with, and you have to, you know, create conflict where both sides are somehow equally matched. And to do that, you have to get Dennis Kucinich the hell out of the room. Yep. And you have to make sure Pat Buchanan has an eternal seat at the table. Yeah. And so the actual conflict, the actual problems of this country are almost never mentioned in the media. Yeah. They almost never come up, and when they do, you're exactly right about Chris Matthews. They're only mentioned in terms of their their ritual kabuki yes, exactly. ninja the moves, dancing. as opposed yeah. to exactly, and and judging them on how effectively they they dodged a question, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as opposed to wait a minute, that question that's a matters, really right? Right. Maybe you should press them to ask that. And if I might, if I might point out one little thing, I, I would tell a little story on myself. I used to have a wonderful little dog named Mahal. Oh. which means pride of the palace. And she was a fine little dog many, many years ago. And um, I used to take her out for walks, as one does with a dog. And, and by and large, the lazy walking of the dogs is you have a long leash and you walk them in a big circle and you're at the middle of the circle. So you can walk a dog in a great, big, huge circle. And that was sort of her habit. Mm-hmm. And every now and then, because, I don't know, I'm a, I'm a monster or something, <laughs> I, would, I would walk in a counter circle. I would cut back across the arc of the circle, and she didn't know what to do. Oh, wow. Because that wasn't the ritual. The ritual yeah. was we go in a big circle, you're in the middle, I'm on the outside. And when I'd 
run around the outside. She looked at me like, I don't, I don't understand. Something has changed here. Something yep. in the water has changed, but I don't know what, I don't have the capacity to understand what it is. Yeah. Every yeah. time I've seen the media freak out completely, which I delight in, it happens when somebody finally gets on the air for two minutes and challenges the, the fundamental paradigm that they're operating under. Yeah. Yeah. Not the issue, right. But points out, no, the problem, David Gregory, is you. Yeah. Yeah. The problem is the structure of the questions you ask are such nonsense. The, you know, when Bill Clinton went on uh, Fox News oh, yeah. and put his and- thing right in Chris Wallace's <laughs> chest, I know Rupert Murdoch told you to say that. Yeah. You know, you yeah. see him filling his pants because no one is supposed to say yeah. that. Yeah. You didn't get emails from people wondering about whether why I why I didn't kill Osama bin Laden. Rupert no. Murdoch told you to ask me that question. So <laughs> shut Whoops. up. Whoops. <laughs> you're not supposed to say that. No, you're not. And, exactly. And it's at those moments when you when the media breaks. When it cracks open, when mm-hmm. somebody uh, – uh, Rachel Maddow is really good at this. When somebody lands a punch mm-hmm. right in the sweet spot and you can see it crack open, you can see exactly how utterly artificial and utterly cynical and utterly debased the media is. Well, Almost but you see, I don't think most people have caught up to that fact yet. Hmm. I think well, they really think that we're still in the age of Walter Cronkite where you yeah. can actually – that the media or whoever is interviewing the president or Bill Clinton stands in for me. Right. And right. and I had a friend uh, at the time of that very interview you mentioned that with, with Bill Clinton and Chris Wallace mm-hmm. who said to me that later that afternoon, poor Chris Wallace, he got just attacked by you – know, Bill Clinton wasn't supposed to do that. That was yeah. not nice. Yeah. You know, he was just asking him a question, and and I just looked at her like, "Are you out of your mind? Do you know who Chris Wallace is? Really, he's the worst framer of any issue in terms of bias that there could possibly be." Oh, and she just looked at me like, "Are you? You know, you're you're speaking a foreign language. The reporters mm-hmm. are just reporters. They stand in for us and just ask questions, and that's not the case anymore. And we we have to." As I've said to you before, and I've said on this podcast before, the two issues that are going to be my <laughs> bailiwick for the next two years after this midterm election are mm-hmm. media reform, yep. campaign finance reform. Nothing else matters. And, and well, media reform is what you and I are doing right now. Yes, because yes. we really are really trying to tell you know trying to be two intelligent people who talk about issues. Yeah. You know, oh, really genuinely trying. talk about we issues. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we, we, we give it a shot. And, and this is the what we're talking about, the difference between racism and institutional racism, yeah. for example. Yeah. Racism is hating someone for their race. Institutional racism is societal structures, uh, cultural constructs that are machines that produce racially biased outcomes by design. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. Media produces this centrist, both sides are wrong, both sides are bad. PAP, which is patently yep. untrue mm-hmm. and provably untrue mm-hmm. as as part of a machine designed to make you believe that that is the only reasonable position to take. And the proof of that, when it's attacked, mm-hmm. when someone comes along and drops some sand into it and it freaks out, it does yes. not know what to do with someone yeah. who's not going along with the program. Right. And, and not treating it as, oh, that's a perfectly neutral question you just asked Chris Wallace. Yes. When It isn't. Right. It isn't. Right. And they used to, you know, I don't know about you, Blue Gal, but when I was in high school, we, we, we were taught 
you know, at least in a couple of classes on civics, on a propaganda, and on yes, sort of understanding was, media, absolutely. how to look for bias. Yeah. And they, they used commercials and they mm-hmm. used political campaigns to yeah, teach this us. Is how they're trying to sell you something, whether oh, it's M&Ms well, or a political position. Yeah. Absolutely. And I don't know if they do that anymore, but really the entire political media of this country, the, the premier political media in this country has become nothing but a cracker factory to produce yeah. David Broder's opinion yeah. you know, spread on top of David Brooks's white bread toast. Well, and even when it's something where the person has expertise in an issue, where mm-hmm. it would be completely germane to bring it up. I'm right. thinking about Newt Gingrich and, uh, <laughs> and the idea of asking <laughs> Chris Wallace, asking Newt Gingrich about Charlie Rangel. Yeah. Now, to his credit, I hardly ever credit Newt Gingrich for anything, but to his credit, Newt Gingrich said, and again, I credit him for at least being fair, uh, said, you know, Charlie Rangel, if, he's, if he feels he's innocent and he wants a trial, he should go ahead and do that. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell anybody they ought to quit just because they, they've gotten into ethics trouble. You know, if, they, if, he, yeah. if he thinks he can defend himself, he ought to do it. If he thinks he's been, if he thinks he's been wrongly accused, right. then he should fight. go ahead and defend himself. Yeah. But when Chris Wallace asked him about that, he didn't bring up, well, now, you know, Mr. Gingrich, you've had lots of experience with the House <laughs> Ethics Committee. And you had yes. to borrow half a million dollars from Bob Dole to pay your fines. Isn't, isn't so that you right? you really have a lot of expertise in this yeah. issue where, that, that can be brought to bear on the Charlie Rangel episode. And I'm not defending Charlie Rangel. Let me be no. very clear. No. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, the, but the it's, it's kitchen how the timer went framed. off on him 10 years ago. But, exactly. You know, the, how did the question get framed? How did the question get point. framed? You know, you're, you know, just tell us what you think of Charlie Rangel. The end. Yeah. And then <laughs> Newt Gingrich has now come out against the this was so amazing against the lame duck session and told republicans not to show up <laughs> on fox and he said you know this is what the democrats did in 1800 they lost the election and then they had a lame duck session to pass all kinds of things that mm-hmm. the voters had already rejected monsters and media the matters monsters. How can, they, can they make the same mistakes the democrats made in 1800 you know mm-hmm. and media matters pointed out that <laughs> Bill Clinton was impeached <laughs> in a lame duck session <laughs> after the Republicans had lost seats in uh-huh. the House. And New, nobody asked it's the like question. New, you didn't just do that, did you? But no. of course he did. And Fox News, where he's got a permanent seat, as you've said. Uh-huh. Every well, every just, every Republican of the first water works at Fox. Yeah. Well, a, 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 and actually, that's getting to be a real issue now, which is. Every single leading GOP presidential possibility, with the exception of Polenti, mm-hmm. has a job, has a paycheck coming from Rupert Murdoch. Is, is, is on Rupert Murdoch's payroll. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's so, really kind of scary. Mm-hmm. This whole line is blurred now between – Well, scary but predictable. Scary but you know, predictable. Entirely predictable. And it really and, and, clarifies you know, new- the issue of Fox as a propaganda machine for the GOP rather than a news sure. outlet. Well, and it took Esquire magazine. Well, that's what we want to talk about. Because <laughs> yeah, it's not like Newt is a is, is Newt is not um, John Steinbeck. No, no, he, he's not a retiring guy who doesn't stand in front of the cameras, who 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 is who doesn't want to 
pimp everything he does in his entire life for both him and his shadowy financiers. Right. Newt is a Newt is a public character, but he's on Fox. The only place he ever goes is on Fox on fucking Hannity, mm-hmm. because yeah. he knows that they're never going to ask him any hard questions about. Hey, Newt. Um. Weren't you banging your mistress mm-hmm. while you were impeaching the president of the United States? And because nobody on Fox wants the answer to that question yeah. made well, public. And even even worse than that, you know, because he makes he made the defense and he has made the defense that well, you know, Clinton lied under oath about huh. uh, Monica Lewinsky and he lied under oath about how many women he'd been with and so forth. And it really is the lying under oath part that I can't stand. Le- led me to impeach the president. Yes. But really, Newt, as Esquire magazine pointed out, Newt, as as Newt's second wife pointed out, Newt gave speeches about family values and GOP family values while he was getting blowjobs from what from what yeah. what Tan Grain calls blowjob queen wife number three. You know, you and I have talked about before. I have asked the question on this pod this very podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, should Mrs. Gingrich number three be an issue in this campaign? Is that fair? And Esquire has convinced me yes. that the, the really, fact of her existence fact, should be an well, issue. Not, not the fact, only the fact of her existence, but the fact that while this was happening, she had to have been aware sure. that her lover, uh-huh. the person who had their fiance, dick in her mouth, right? Yes. Her fiance yes. was out huh? giving speeches about family values, and so, then well, and then they go off after their marriage and create a series of videos on how. The founding fathers are Christian, are good Celib- Christians. Celibate Christian Ken dolls celibate who Christian never had sex Ken with Ken dolls. Yeah, you know. Right. Ben well, Franklin and- is spinning in his grave over that. But- <laughs> ben Franklin would like everyone to know that he liked the ladies. He liked the ladies a lot. This is the, the this is the reason you know you have a, a completely corrupted press. Mm-hmm. That the Republican Party left behind itself during the age of Gingrich and DeLay. They left a legacy of rhetoric that is rich and beautiful beyond compare. Yeah. I have written I have written probably a hundred blog posts that consist of nothing more than quoting leading Republicans during the Clinton administration. Yeah. Yeah. Just holding forth endlessly. Endlessly. You gotta remember this happened day after day for seven fucking years. Yeah. Yeah. Holding forth endlessly about how presidents need to be held to the highest possible standards. Yeah. And any yeah. lying, even the suspicion of lying, needs to be thoroughly investigated every time it's done. And yeah. family values this and family values that and how dare they. When Clinton invaded Kosovo, it was it was, oh, it'll be a quagmire. I think Tom DeLay said, you know, you can you can attack the commander in chief and still support the troops. In yes, fact, right. in fact, disagreeing with the commander in chief is the highest form of support for the troops. Even during Clinton's impeachment, the argument Republicans were making was, you know, the people in the field fighting for this country are doing their constitutional duty. We need to do ours. In fact, wow. if we if we if we don't impeach Bill Clinton, we're insulting the troops. Right. Right. And then. George Bush is elected or appointed by the by the Republican Supreme Court, and the entire right wing of this country forgets every fucking thing they Everything said they seven said. years, Absolutely. and they spend the next eight years pretending 180 degrees the opposition. Yeah. And then the black guy puts his hand on the Bible. Suddenly they remember presidents need to be uh, uh, investigated constantly, held accountable, constantly, yeah. Yeah. And deficits count. And so if you're a Republican and if you are completely unaware that Bill Clinton was ever president or your party ever said this stuff or anything like that, and you're not nine years old, 
then you're the problem. Yes, right. Period. If, if you you're too are young to vote, that's not an issue. If you're issue, too young to remember, otherwise. that's fine. If you're a fetus, that's fine. <laughs> but if you're like over 30 mm-hmm. and you don't remember the fact that Bill Clinton was impeached and Newt Gingrich was a monster and they built up this massive reservoir of self-righteous, indignant rhetoric about how important it is to, to, to beat the crap out of a president every time he steps out of line – if you, if you don't remember that, that Newt Gingrich shut the that. federal yeah. government down yeah. Yeah. over a tantrum, yep. if you don't remember yep. that and you're sitting there bitching about, about the deficits and the Kenyan usurper, then you really need to seriously consider going in the basement, locking the door, and staying there until you're about 90. Yeah. Because yeah. you have re- you have no business at all participating in – In, in, in government and elections, absolutely Because this not. is this is yeah. what liberals do. Liberals commit the cardinal sin – that Republicans and conservatives do not. We remember. Yes, we do. And you we know have- what I think is really ironic, too, just getting back to Newt Gingrich for just a minute, sure. is that this story about Newt's marriages came out the week that Prop 8 is now <laughs> really finally been perfect? buried. Uh-huh. And so, you know, if you want to talk about a classic case of both sides do it, the poster boy for heterosexual marriage this week was Newt Gingrich. It was Newt Gingrich. And, 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 and it's not like you can take any episode of Newt's life and say, you know, he's a hypocrite and a liar and a racist. Mm-hmm. Um, John Hope Franklin has a wonderful, you know, uh, recollection in his book about Bill Clinton's um, racial, racial reconciliation committee, remembering that Newt Gingrich was the racist Southern son of a bitch who, who tried to upend the whole yeah, thing, who tried, right. to, who tried to torpedo the whole thing. So you got this racist, misogynist lunatic yeah, who yeah. spouts, who demagogue, who, who is suddenly all about family values, yeah. you know, with his third wife. And that's, that's not even the problem. The problem is that, is that he somehow still finds a platform on American television. Exactly. And, and <laughs> you know, it may be that he is doing what Bob Dole did in 1998, was it? Mm. Or 2000? Um, which is running knowing he's going to lose. And I think Bob Dole did that against Clinton. Could be. Uh, I thought you meant you know, pimping Viagra, but okay. Well, yeah, but run, <laughs> running against uh, Obama at this point, even with the economy as bad as it is, mm-hmm. um, is going to be a very steep hill in 2012. And I think well, wh- I- whoever, whoever does it has to walk into it thinking that they may be a sacrificial lamb and and as a result, have the unending gratitude <laughs> of Fox News and a permanent yeah. job and a permanent well, book selling and permanent everything, you know. As we've um, said on this podcast before, by the way, this is a brand new podcast. This is the <laughs> professional left from high to high Mount Akabuda. You are listening the to the professional left. left. Yes. <laughs> um, we, we've discussed on this on this podcast before and in, in our post before that the Republicans really have learned to govern from the petulant minority. Yeah. They didn't really want to govern. They want to sit on the sidelines and throw rocks into traffic and whine and get paid. And they found the perfect place for themselves exactly. in you know, a permanent minute where they're, they're never accountable. They found just enough voters who are stupid enough and bigot enough and, and dumb enough and have no short-term memory enough to vote for them over and over and over yeah. again. And if they don't vote for them, then they've got a seat on Fox. So yeah. they're all So they have, the, they, have yeah. the perfect, they have the sweet, sweetest and gig no in the world. And no one's going to challenge them in any other way. No. Yeah. And, and the, the, but the problem is, again, the problem is – the people in the middle, the the David Gregory's, the David Brooks's, the, the reasonable center who keep. I don't argue letting, that David. I don't think David Gregory's in the center anymore. I've really no. come around to just thinking mm-hmm. he's full blown right wing because he was. Talking. Oh, I, yeah, I agree. No, if you, I thought you were going to pull a. 
He's a secret liberal on me. I have no, to he's a secret conservative. It. I think he's just completely a Republican, oh, yeah. and there's no there's no there's balance no there whatsoever. I mean, he he was on Chris Matthews this past week, I believe, where they were talking about, wow, you know, General Motors has made all this money and they're selling these cars overseas, and and isn't that great news for American manufacturing? And and, and he would not worker. admit it. David Gregory said, well, yeah, you know, but they're not selling here, and they're not, uh, you know, it's it's bad news for Obama. <laughs> it's like, what? Because <laughs> it always is. Because it, it, it always, always is. is. Yeah. It's always, no matter what we happens. Have to, we have to switch Obama. gears real quick, and um, okay. I got an interesting email. It's one paragraph long that I want to discuss before we end. Oh, yes. Uh, well, this fits right in with our And it with fits right in with what we're talking about, with centrism. Yeah. yeah. Um, he writes to me and he says, as you bear the first name as, as my mother, you're mm-hmm. going to have to be my latest target. All right? Yeah. Get through me, pal. Unless <laughs> you mean that in the nicest possible way. <laughs> I've There's got about 5,000 people in, in the blogosphere who will, who will be between you and, uh, and, and our dear and blue, blue gal. gal. Yeah. Um, I'm probably close to 180 degrees apart from you politically and have been reaching out to fellow citizens of the liberal persuasion since 2000, sporadically attempting to establish some kind of reasoned dialogue to see if there is some way to establish a middle ground in this country. (laughs) I've been disturbed for years at the dramatic polarization, maybe not by the polarization itself, but at the intensity of it. My efforts to communicate have not been very productive, but I can't seem to quit trying. Uh-huh. If you find the idea of exploring common ground at all interesting, I'd love to hear from you. Thanks. And I will say to his credit, everything in this email is spelled correctly, so he's clearly mm-hmm. knows yep. how to write a sentence and so on and so <laughs> forth. But um, I smell a trap, Drift Class. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> from high top General Akbar. From, right. It's a well, trap. It's a trap. Uh, well, and reaching out to, to fellow citizens since 2000, it's like, well, I've been searching for a reasonable liberal for yeah. 10 years now, and I still yeah. haven't found one. And and really, isn't it to the point where, okay, I'm willing to find common ground with you if you're willing to admit that George Bush lied us into war and sure. uh, deregulated everything to the – the Republicans deregulated everything to the point where oh. we are today? I'm willing with to go further the oil and say spill that, on the banks. that, that Clinton – Bears a huge amount of responsibility yeah. for deregulating everything, and before him, Bush and, NAFTA, and, uh, he was, and Reagan he owes responsibility for NAFTA too. Yep. Yeah, that that is the truth. The the truth under that is that the more a Democrats try to pursue conservative policies, the more they fuck things up. Yeah. Yeah, you know. So if you, I'll, I'll give Clinton, you know, t- you know, I'll give him all, all the uh, verbal tongue lashing he yeah. deserves yeah, for he, he this. Yeah, he bears responsibility. But he was pursuing a fundamentally conservative ideology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, pro business at all costs, pro global capitalism at all costs, pro Tom Friedman, flat earth, free trade at all costs, and screw the worker and screw unions and screw fairness mm-hmm. and screw American jobs. And then eventually, sometime down the road, this will all pay off. Yeah. Well, we're down that road now. We're down that road a good long way, and it isn't paying off. And we can see where it's going, and we need to fix it. Yeah. So to your friend, I would say, you know, well, this is someone. This isn't a friend. This is just somebody well, who. 
It's your new friend. <laughs> it's your new project. New project. I'm his new project, apparently. <laughs> well, let, let's let's talk to this person directly. Yeah. And okay. and uh, address them as a. As a and I, uh, I, I, with respect, because you yeah, know, as respect, I said, everything I was spelled correctly, and he's. Yeah. You know, I will assume I, as jaded as bitter as I am, I still believe I'll still take your face value. You know, at, at the first and second date. By the by, the third time when you when you can't get off of some fucking right wing talking point to save your life. At that point, I just give up and walk away. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? No, you're not serious. But let me ask your friend a couple of questions, such as, and I mean these really seriously. Okay, I'm, I'm absolutely serious as a fucking heart attack about this stuff. What if you're wrong, mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. on the email? What if you're act? Have you ever considered the possibility, like liberals do every day, that you? Are actually wrong. Mm-hmm. That yeah. your your perception of the polarization is completely correct. This country has been, been dramatically polarized, and it's been dramatically polarized by the conservatives. Yeah, not equally both sides. Yep. Not yep. even primarily liberal. Yep. But yep. that Keith Olbermann comes into existence in the middle two thousands. Yeah. And that yep. right wing a left wing radio comes into existence in the middle two thousands because. Conservatives have been spouting lies yeah, for about Rush 15 Limbaugh's years before that. Rush Limbaugh's been on that. the air since 20, 24, yeah, 25 years. Right, right. And and we have and and during that entire long period when there was nothing but Fox lies and Rush Limbaugh and a million little imitators pouring out of a million speakers all over this country. For all that time, it was only conservatives who were who were ranting and screaming and bitching and and raging about black helicopters yeah, and secret yeah. conspiracies yeah. and Bill Clinton the rapist and Bill Clinton the murderer and Bill Clinton the drug dealer and Bill Clinton the assassin. It was only the right that was doing that. Yeah. And what we liberals learned during that time is that being polite with that influence doesn't work. Politely asking them to stop destroying the country doesn't work. Politely asking them, firmly asking them to please stop destroying the ability to have polite discourse, well, which is what and, your and person wants. politely or not, winning elections doesn't seem to work either. No. And that's what's making the professional left really frustrated. <laughs> and uh-huh. I, mm-hmm. I feel like you know we're having quite a marital spat right now with this White House, and it's, yeah. it's going to be tough, but we have to hang tougher. Get Gibbs out of there. And send a message yeah. to Rahm Emanuel that he's next. He's next. <laughs> now there you go. But see, that's yeah. that's the message to our emailer or my right. emailer, which is we're going after our own. Mm-hmm. We're clean. We want a clean house within our own white, yeah. the White House that we supported and elected. We find fault with that. There's your centrism right there. Right. We are moving toward the center by saying, by not saying, oh, everything Barack Obama does is just great. It, it, I, I, nothing makes me laugh harder than being called an Obama bot. Because the, the, the whole open, now this is this is and, and this again is something we've talked about on this podcast. Yeah, and we need we to bring up again. Before, I think is which the is, myth of the Obama bot. Yeah, <laughs> you know your your emailer. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to impute anything to they, to them they didn't say. Right. But people I've heard like this get all their – see, I get all of – I get what I know about Rush Limbaugh from the lips of Mr. Limbaugh himself. Yeah, right. I get what I know about Glenn Beck from Glenn Beck puking out Watching his paranoid illusions. Actual, actual footage of him actually saying – of Glenn Beck and what he's saying. Yes. Not Andrew Breitbart cutting it up and reversing no. the meeting, but actual raw footage of, of Glenn right. Beck – Acting like a show. crazy motherfucker. Yep. Okay. Yep. Now the problem that 
conservatives have is that the, everything they understand about liberals, they get strained through Rush Limbaugh's perverted, bigoted, lying lens. Yep. That they don't actually probably know any liberals. They know a, 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 a stereotype or two that Rush Limbaugh holds up and mocks every now and then. But if you're a, a conservative, you've been listening to Rush Limbaugh for 24 years. You've been listening to someone lie to you for 24 years. Yep. Again, what the fuck is wrong with you? At some point, don't you actually have to talk to a real liberal? And if you're wondering why that liberal is mad at you, why there's such animus in this country, you have to extend your memory back longer than last week. Right. You have to understand that this goes back 25 to 30 years and that we've been really trying to have a decent conversation with you guys for a really long time. And, and, and you and I have, have played that violin for a long time, too, of really yes. missing Reasonable. having a debate with someone uh-huh. over economic policy, which there is complete and total room to discuss and argue about the role of government in healthcare, the role mm-hmm. of government in people's lives, the role of government in, in immigration, and what should mm-hmm. we really do about immigration. And, you know, there is lots of room to discuss these issues. Sure. But if the answer is, okay, here, I want to talk about immigration and my stand is X, and your stand, not not the emailer stand, but you know, Rush Limbaugh's stand on immigration is anchor babies. Anchor babies, yeah, Re- and that's Fourteenth Amendment. Fourteenth Amendment. Fourteenth Amendment. Fourteenth Amendment. Right, yeah. and and take away the power of American soil to confer any power on anyone. Mm-hmm. Really, you know, yeah. that's your answer. Then, then we aren't having a discussion or a debate. Or if no. you want to have a debate about healthcare and talk about, you know, the fact that a lot of what was done to increase Medicaid, for instance, mm-hmm. was done pretty much as a sop to the anti-abortionists because one thing that Medicaid does always, always is provide prenatal care to pregnant women who don't have insurance. And it's something like 60% of the babies born in America today in the United States are born mm-hmm. under Medicaid. It gives mothers who find themselves pregnant and don't have insurance a way to have their baby safely. Yes. That's something we all should want. You know, we liberal should, or yeah, conservative, absolutely. everyone should want that. But it increases Medicaid amazingly. Mm -hmm. Uh, The participation in Medicaid is very high because of that. And and we can have a long discussion about that. But if then the discussion of health care debate becomes death panels, (laughs) you know, it's like all of a sudden you're talking about Mars when I'm on Earth. We aren't having a discussion that's going to move to the middle because no. I'm not going to meet you in the middle between Mars and Earth. I'm on Earth, and mm-hmm. that's where I can breathe. Well, this, this has been my experience with, uh, with talking to conservatives is that no matter, no matter which one is demagoguing this week, mm-hmm. if you point to them and say, well, what about Rush? Oh, he's just an entertainer. Yeah. Oh, new, yeah. You know, it's yeah. like you know, apparently the Republican Party has no leaders Yeah. because every time one of them shits themselves in public – Every conservative says, well, that's not really the leadership. Well, who yeah. is? Yeah. You know, who's running your friggin' movement? Yeah. And, and the answer is probably, well, you know, whoever isn't horribly embarrassing themselves this week. Yeah. But, but really, before we have a reasoned discussion, a reasoned dialogue between us and you, if you are not willing to sort of do a, a fierce <laughs> inventory, a, a, a selfless inventory of your party and your movement's behavior really seriously – for the last 10, 15, 20, 30 years and really look at it and say, holy crap. 
have you have you ever wondered, for example, emailer, why everybody in your party who's an intellectual, the, the thinkers in your party, whether I personally agree with them or not, and a lot of them I don't, have fled your party like rats yeah. from a sinking ship? Yeah. Yeah. All the movement thinkers are now liberals, or at least libertarians, or refuse yeah. to call themselves or conservatives. They call themselves independents because they had to burn their uniform. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever wondered why that is? Have you ever wondered why? You know, and if you haven't, then you're not ready to have a reasoned conversation because you're still brainwashed. Yeah. And well, if you're still brainwashed, who, who there's who no point. Who did Bush 41 talking. vote for in the last election? I want to know. <laughs> I really want to know. Did he vote? To have Sarah Palin, you know, five minutes from the red button? I don't think so. You know the, what I think The former he did. chairman of the CIA didn't do that, I don't think. He, he wrote in Dennis Kucinich, you know Well, there that. you go. That's a perfect place to end. <laughs> <laughs> we want to thank our listeners. And we, we have – if if you if you know the secret code for the old website and the old email, you're welcome to use it. But we mm-hmm. have a new website and new email address for our new title. Mm-hmm. Our new website – is professionalleft.blogspot.com. I can't believe Hell you yeah. got that, but yeah. <laughs> uh, and you have to spell professional correctly. That keeps the teabaggers away from our website. <laughs> it's the shibboleth, if you will. Of our if you cannot form your fingers to type professional correctly, you'll never find your way in. <laughs> and then uh, our email address is proleftpodcast. Uh-huh. At gmail.com. So feel free to email us. That goes to both our email addresses. We love hearing from our listeners. We and do. we'd love to hear from you. At our website, professionalleft.blogspot.com, there's also an opportunity to send money so that we can continue to do this work. And mm-hmm. we really and appreciate the support. And we really are trying to, in our own little way, build a new media. Yeah. Not to be too grandiose about it, but that's really what we're trying to do is build a new way to have intelligent conversation about politics and culture and the future of our country in a way that is truly grassroots Mm -hmm. and truly uh, focused on wit, humor, intelligence, and actual issues. We appreciate your help, support, listenership, and emails. So thank you for that. Thank you. And how are the Internet Kitties doing tonight? The Internet Kitties are roasting. It's 170 degrees in Chicago right now. The Internet Kitties are looking at me like, dude, come on, man. This is a job for the Aqua Buddha. (laughs) Play us out, Aqua Buddha. podcast is produced under a Creative Commons license, copyright 2010, Driftglass Blue Gal Podcast.